Well, there's a lot that could be spoken about in our gospel today. I thought I'd focus simply on the last part of the gospel, where Christ says, when you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your heavenly Father may in turn forgive you your transgressions. And as uh, in my short two years of active priestly ministry, I have seen more and more uh, from a pastoral perspective, how important it is to speak about the need to forgive uh, one another, to forgive those who have wronged us, and to truly uh, love people and to let that love result in forgiveness. It's extremely important. I find that uh, many people have had uh, terrible things done to them, and uh, they have a very difficult time finding it in their hearts to be able to forgive the other person. Um, so it's a very pressing issue, I believe, for, for many people. And uh, in conjunction with that, I've uh, recently came across, maybe some of you have heard of this or have seen this on YouTube, but there is this young Iraqi uh, Christian girl um, whose family was forced to flee uh, the country because of what's going on there. Um, and specifically because of ISIS. ISIS took control of their hometown, and their hometown was called uh, Karakosh. Um, and so anyways, the, all of the Christians in that area were forced to flee. Some of them were probably killed. And they went to um, uh, let's see here, Kurdistan. So they had to go to another country, Kurdistan. And they're in a refugee shelter, and they've been there for years at this point. And uh, it was basically, they're living right now with thousands upon thousands of other refugees in a mall. <laughs> so their life was completely uprooted, their, their town was destroyed, their, lost their homes, lost everything. And they were living, uh, they weren't really poor people, they were living relatively, you know, high socioeconomic status people. Um, but then they lost it all. And so there's this interviewer interviewing this little girl, and it's on YouTube, and her name is Miriam, and it's a great, it's a great interview. She's really, really, um, very spiritual young girl, very mature for her age, very intelligent as well. And so the interviewer asks her, what's the thing you miss most about Karakosh that you don't have here? Miriam says, well, we used to have a house, and we had entertainment, whereas here we don't. But thank God. God provides for us. What do you mean God provides for you? Well, God wouldn't let ISIS kill us. You know how much God loves you, don't you? The interviewer is a Christian interviewer, by the way. You know how much God loves you, don't you? Yes, God loves us all, not just me. God loves everybody. Do you also think God loves those who harmed you? So the interviewer is asking, do you think God loves these terrorists? And she says, he loves them. But he doesn't love Satan. <laughs> now, I, this is very profound, in fact, simple but profound, and this is, ties in with what I spoke, maybe it was last week, I spoke about demons and spiritual warfare, and it's, uh, you know, we have to get our uh, proper enemies down, and human beings are not our enemies, the devil is our enemy, okay, and if we just get that, we can, we can more easily forgive others, uh, and, and uh, Miriam, this little girl, gets that. So she says, God loves them, but he doesn't love Satan. What are your feelings towards those who drove you out of your home and caused you hardships? And, and Miriam says, I only ask that God would forgive them. And then he goes on, 
Uh, you used to love your school in Karakosh, didn't you? Did you have any friends from school? And Miriam says, I used to have a friend before I came here. Her name was Sandra. We used to spend the whole day together. All day at school we were together. Even though we didn't live close by, we loved each other a lot. If either of us wronged the other, we would forgive each other. Sometimes we would play and sometimes we would do, we would wrong the other, but then we'd forgive each other. We used to love one another. Now I only wish I could see her. And then the interviewer goes on. If Sandra is watching us now, I'm sure she's sending you her greetings and I'm sure she loves you, Miriam. And Miriam says, she loves me a lot and I love her too and wish to see her one day. Uh, and the interviewer says, and I wish we'd be with you the day that you meet Sandra. Miriam says, hopefully, and she smiles and she kind of like looks up and she says, I hope we go back home and I hope she goes back home so we can meet again. And then the interviewer says, I hope you go back home and I hope you go back to a home that's better than the one you left. And Miriam, she's 10 years old, she looks up again. She says, if God wills it, not what we want, but what God wants, because he knows. It's a 10-year-old girl saying this. And then the interviewer says, don't you sometimes feel sad? For example, do you feel that Jesus has forsaken you? Miriam, sometimes I cry because we left our home and, and Karakosh, but I'm not angry with God because we left Karakosh. I thank him because he provided for us. Even if we're suffering here, he provides for us. The interviewer is really kind of amazed at this little girl, and he says, well, you've taught me a lot of things. And she says back to him, well, you taught me. And then she looks up thoughtfully. Well, you didn't teach me. I mean, you felt for me. You felt for me. I had some feelings, and I wanted people to know how I and the children here feel. And you felt for me. Do you know that Jesus will never forsake you? And she says, he'll never forsake me. If you're a true believer, he will never forsake you. So we see, you know, some people might say, Father, it's easy for you to sit there and tell us we got to forgive people. You know, you, you haven't had these bad things happen to you that I've had. And there's some truth to that. First of all, you don't know what bad things have happened to me, but it's probably the case that there are hundreds of people that I minister to that have had things happen to them way worse than anything I've had happen to me. That's true. But I can point us to people who have had horrible things happen, much worse than us. Her family, her people, everybody completely being driven out of this town. She's lost her chance for education. She's in a foreign country. She's living in a mall. I mean, this is reason to be quite angry at the people who did this to her and angry at God. And yet you see the kind of Christian forgiveness that this little girl has. She's an example for all of us. And notice, though, you know, many people say, well, I'll forgive them, but only if they say that they're sorry first, only if they're repentant. And notice, though, Jesus does not say that you need to forgive only if, you know, on condition that they first ask for forgiveness. He says, if you want to pray, if you want your relationship with God to be okay, if you want your sins to be forgiven, you got to forgive. So it depends on whether or not you want a relationship with God. That's what your forgiveness should depend on, not on the other person's willingness to ask for forgiveness, so forth and so on. It's important to know there's a difference between forgiveness and trust. You can forgive someone if they're not repentant, 
If they're abusers, if they've done something horrible to you and you can't trust them, that's fine. You can't trust them. They need to earn your trust. Okay, so to forgive is not necessarily to suddenly say everything's okay and, you know, I trust that person and we're friends again. No, that's nonsense. Obviously, that's a further process that takes two to tango. There's got to be a process of reconciliation and trust. But forgiveness is something distinct from that. And you do it for your sake and for the sake of your relationship with God. And you do it unconditionally. And that's what true Christian love is all about. And we can look to a 10-year-old girl 